well, hey, this is Eric. I'm one of the ministers at Regency. I just wanted to thank you for checking out this message. We're praying that God uses this message to draw your heart closer to Him. If you're ever in the Mobile area, we want to invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. If you'd like to find out more information about Regency or to check out some other resources, visit our website at regencycc.org. Thank you so much for all the great work that they do, and we're glad to have you with us here today. Martha was asked to drive an elderly woman to the clinic for an annual checkup. Martha did not know this woman. All she was told was that this person was more than 90 years old and probably quite frail. But the person who opened the door when Martha knocked could hardly be described as old and frail. The person who stood before Martha was a a sprightly lady who appeared to be in her 70s at most. Do you mind me asking me how old you are, Martha asked on the drive to the doctor. 93, the woman answered. Martha was astonished. You look so much younger, she said. What's your secret? Well, honey, she answered, 30 years ago I made the decision to stop worrying, and I haven't wasted a moment on worry since. A man was constantly worrying that somebody was under his bed. He went to a counselor who was willing to help him, but at a high fee over many months. A few weeks later, the counselor met him, the man on the street, and asked him why he had not returned. The man replied, well, I met a friend who gave me some great advice for free. It, it worked perfectly. The counselor asked what the advice had been given him, and the man replied, he asked me to cut the legs off the bed down to ground level. And that took care of the worry of something being under his bed. Well, as we continue our series on some questions that Jesus asked, I want us to focus on Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Jesus uses the word worry or worried some six times in these verses. And here is the question that Jesus asked. In Matthew 6, 27. And which of you by worrying can add a single day to his lifespan? And why are you worried about clothing? Notice how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor, nor do they spin thread for cloth. And then in verse 31. Do not worry then, saying, what are we to eat, or what are we to drink, or what are we to wear for clothing? Now, we are living in some uncertain, challenging times. We all probably have our own worry list. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, anxiety disorders affect some 40 million adults in the United States. It is a major factor affecting our general health. And just dealing with the normal stress of home, work, and life is is always a challenge. But at some point, we may have to face other pressures, money, job, family, caring for loved ones. And layered over these immediate concerns is the general sense that our world, our country, our communities are facing tremendous challenges at this time. And I especially think about some of our school children, some of our teachers. I know this has been a very challenging, difficult time for them as well. 
The Greek word used for worry is the word meriamno, which means to be drawn in different directions. Worry pulls us apart. It is trying to live in a place you are not. One writer said, worry is the interest we pay on tomorrow's troubles. It is when we become so preoccupied with future troubles that our present thoughts are troubled. Here in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, Jesus spoke about the futility of worry and offered us some insight to help us win the battle over worry. Number one, understand that worry won't change anything. Not only does worry not change anything, it also adds unnecessary stress to our day. As Bobby McFerrin saying, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. Jesus used two examples to show that worry is unnecessary. Matthew 6, 27, and what you will by being worrying, by worrying, can add a single day to his lifespan. And then in Luke chapter 12, verse 26, therefore, if you cannot do even a very little thing, why do you worry about the other things? Good question. So worry will not change anything, and we need to ask God to change our thinking and to replace our worry with faith. Number two, we must learn to live one day at a time. Matthew 6, verse 34 so do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Can we all say amen to that? Amen. amen. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, this does not mean that we shouldn't plan for the future, but it certainly means that we shouldn't worry over it. One quote I came across said, planning for tomorrow is time well spent. Worrying about tomorrow is time wasted. Many people either live with the regret over the past or worry over the future. And we must learn to trust God one day at a time. I like what Psalm 68 verse 19 tells us. Blessed be the Lord who daily bears our burden. The God who is our salvation. Thank you, God, for daily bearing with us some of the burdens that we struggle with. Number three, believe that God will take care of our needs. Referring to food, drink, and clothing, Jesus said, Do not worry then, saying, What are we to eat, or, or what are we to drink, or, or what are we to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And he also used the following two simple but powerful illustrations to show the Father's caring heart. Verse 26 Look at the birds of the sky. 
that they do not sow nor reap nor gather crops into the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? And then verse 28, And why are you worried about clothing? Notice how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor, nor do they spend thread for cloth. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? God not only knows our needs, he is more than able to take care of them. We are much more valuable than birds or flowers. God knows how to take care of his children. And then number four, seek God first. Verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. When we truly seek him first, he assures us that what we need will be given to us. And I think this attitude helps us place our hearts on loving God more than having our material needs met. Paul gives some of the most challenging words about worry and anxiety in Philippians chapter 4. Do not be anxious about anything. Are you serious, Paul? Man, that is a tough one. But in everything, by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Note that, first of all, Paul gives us a prohibition here. Be anxious for nothing. But what follows is a divine prescription. Pray about everything. And then finally, a promise. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A prohibition, a prescription, and a promise. I want to encourage all of us to embrace these words of the Apostle Peter. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, having cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares about you. So the call for us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, but then, then to cast all of our anxieties on him because he cares about you. Now I want to make clear. I'm not trying to be so simplistic and, hey, don't worry about that. Everything's going to be fine. I encounter people and families regularly that are dealing with some very difficult issues. 
One family has a little two-year-old that's battled cancer almost since the day he came into this world and still struggling every day with different things that seem to be happening to little Claude Patrick. And I know their anxiety and their worry is real. And sometimes it's hard to know exactly, you know, what, you know, to say to them. And, and there are others, you know, that, that, and I'm sure some here within our congregation are dealing with some significant issues that are real. But I do believe that these words of Jesus are important for us to take to heart. That remember that worry will not change anything. That let's learn to try to live our best one day at a time. Let's sincerely believe that God will take care of our needs. And let's sincerely and earnestly do our best to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added to you. Many of you remember J.B. Spence, Mary Vaughn's son. J.B. was a, an inspiration, a model, a positive spirit that just inspired so many of us. And I got to know J.B. when I first moved here in 1995, and I think J.B. was maybe still able to move a little bit, but it wasn't too long before he had to get in the wheelchair and was in that chair for the most, most of his life. But his, his spirit, his trust, his faith was just inspirational. And one personal thing that uh, J.B. would go somewhere and he would see something that had to do with the saints. And he would buy it. And you know what he would do? He would give it to me. Mary came across something that J.B. had written. Don't know exactly when. But I think it's something that applies to what we've been talking about here this morning. J.B. said, I have held many things in my hand and have lost them all. But that which I have placed in God's hands I still possess. Casting all your anxiety on him. He cares for you. This worry, anxiety, it's real. It's, it's tough. It's challenging. And I do believe Jesus' words here in Matthew 6 are very helpful in helping us to deal with some of the challenges that we're all experiencing, you know, at this time. But again, I just want to remind us that worry will not change anything. Take it one day at a time. One step at a time, dear Savior. I cannot take any more. Believe that God will take care of our needs. And seek God first. And I sincerely believe if we really seek God 
first and his kingdom first, I do really believe that that will help us get something of a handle on the worries and the anxieties that we all deal with on a daily basis. So Jesus is reminding us, why, why are you worried about all these different kinds of things? We daily, and daily God bears our burdens. And we go to him every day, and we do our best to live it one day at a time. And may God bless all of you here today. And I'm really not aware of all that everybody is dealing with. But I know one thing, you're not alone. And he is going to help you get through whatever you may be experiencing. We're going to sing our song of encouragement. And if there's anyone here today who needs to respond to the gospel through faith, repentance, baptism, we want to encourage you to take that important step. If there's anyone here today who needs, to hear, needs the prayers of our brothers and sisters in Christ, we're here to pray with you, to pray for you. So if there's any way that we can help you, serve you, encourage you today, would you please let us know as we stand together and sing our song.